0: to worship we're gonna take this time during this all saints sunday to name the names of those people in our faith community so we begin this morning with this brief litany living god in whom there is no shadow or change we thank you for the gift of life eternal And for all those who, having served you well and who now rest from their labors, we thank you for all the saints remembered and forgotten, for those dear souls most precious to us. Today we give thanks for those who during the last 12 months have died and entered into glory. Especially today we remember. Dean Hendricks. Alex Martinez. Doris Gagno Elaine Henderson, Cheryl Binding, Olive Hill, Jack Polster, Eleanor Dewey, Linda Nord, Eleanora Todal, Kenneth Niebuhr, Sharon Flesher, Yvonne Staley, Gaynell Jackson, Francis Burtles, Bob Streeter, Chris Chambers, Charles Finnicum, Billy Gilkey, Lyle Matsdorf, and Nathan Barrows. In this moment of remembrance, we bless you, Lord, for their life and love, and we rejoice for them. Receive them into the arms of your mercy and into the blessed rest of everlasting peace and into the glorious company of the saints in light. Amen. I invite you, as you are able, to stand out of respect for our gospel today. It's going to be A gospel reading from the fifth chapter of Matthew. Glory to you, O Lord. Now when he saw the crowds, he went up on a mountainside and sat down. His disciples came to him, and he began to teach them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. I invite you to join me as we have opportunity now to extend and pray the Holy Spirit prayer in our time of meditation together today. Let us pray. Come, Holy Spirit, and fill the hearts of your faithful and kindle in us the fire of your love. Send forth your Spirit, and we shall be created, and you shall renew the face of the earth. O God, who by the light of the Holy Spirit instructs the hearts of the faithful, granted by the same Holy Spirit... We may be truly wise and ever rejoice in His consolations through Christ our Lord. Amen. I did a little research this week about this day that we call All Saints' Sunday, and I found some of the history around this time and this day to be rather enlightening to me. And so I wanted to sh- take a few minutes to share some of that with you. So it was a brief history lesson, if you will. Let me indulge you. Now I'll, I'll have to—I'll be the first one to admit. When I was in high school, I mean, when I was in college, when I was in seminary, history was the class that I never really enjoyed. Who wants to stand there and sit there all day and listen to the professor talk to you about these people from way back when? Yeah, I can tell you, I got history of civilization in college, D. History in theology of history of the church in seminary, Almost a D. Yeah, I literally had to go to my professor and say, what can I do to bring my grade up? Ah, well, now you know me. You know, this day actually is one-third. Today is one-third of what they call in the calendar church a triduum. Triduum, T-R-I-D-U-U-M. It consists of three days of remembering those who have passed away. It starts with All Hallows' Eve. And then it's followed by All Hallows' Day, which is actually All Saints' Day. And then it concludes with the third day, All Souls' Day. Now the question is, is there any biblical basis for this? No. It's all man-made. As a matter of fact, it was something that was established by a pope way back when, in the infinite knowledge of the popes throughout history, there just happened to be this pope, Boniface the Fourth, Pope Boniface IV in 615 he decided that there should be a day in which we honor all Christian martyrs and it was celebrated on May 13th and it was became known as the feast of all martyrs now over the period of several years as a matter of fact it took over 100 years one of several of our lifetimes so hey sometimes it takes a long time for things to happen in the church you know we all, we all complain about how things move so slowly and how come nothing ever happens in the church, you know? Well, it literally takes years. And for this one, it took 100 years. They eventually decided that it should include all the saints who are also in heaven. And then it also took on a different title. But that took another 100 years to take on a different title. And they called this day the Feast of All Saints. And that was around the year 840. You do the math. 615 to 840, 235 years for it to evolve that. Now, it only took another four years for Pope Gregory, the fourth. He transferred the feast day to November 1st. See, now I wish my professors would teach with this kind of enthusiasm and passion, don't you? You know, these history teachers. Yes, he transferred it to November 1st from May 13th. But then it took another 644 years folks in the life of the church and it wasn't until the year 1484 that get this folks Pope Sixtus the 4th how come all these popes were fourths you know i don't quite get it you know it was Boniface IV. it was Gregory the 4th now it's Pope Sixtus S I X T U S the fourth, he established this holy day of obligation where it took on this whole sense of being a a vigil of these three days. But for some strange reason, in his infinite knowledge, he said, well, it's a three-day vigil, but we're going to take eight days to do it. Doesn't quite make sense, does it? The math doesn't add up. Three days to do, eight days to do three days? Not sure what that logic was. Finally, finally, we come into the modern age. Not until 1955, folks. What is that? 80 years later? No, longer than that. 500, 500 and some years later. Finally, this day of obligation came to a conclusion and it became what it is now, this three-day vigil in the church calendar year. Now, that's all part of the Roman Catholic Church, folks. See, us Protestants, we got a little bit smart about the deal. We figured it all out, you know, us Protestants, we're, we're good at reforming things. Well, we decided, you know what we can do? We can take this little three-day vigil, and we can really abbreviate it, and we can make it something pretty simple and pretty special. We'll just call it All Saints Day. And that's what we are. That's what we're doing right now. We're celebrating All Saints Day Now, even though we no longer have this distinction, now, now we do know that it still exists within the confines of the Roman Catholic Church that there is this All Hallows' Eve and there's All Saints' Day on November 1st and All Souls' Day on November 2nd. Even though we as Protestants, Lutherans, don't make that distinction anymore, I think it should be noted that All Saints' Day was meant to be a day to pray for and to commemorate the martyrs and the saints of the faith. Those are all the people that have their names on a day, you know. If you go into the Roman Catholic calendar, as a matter of fact, if you look in your Lutheran book of worship, in the front of the book, Lutheran book, where there's all kinds of festival days in the Lutheran book of worship, and there's all kinds of saint, saint days that are recognized there. The distinction needs to be made that this All Souls Day was meant to be a day when we pray for those who have died, who have been a part of our family and a part of our church family. Now, that doesn't make them any less saints. In the eyes of God, the people who are part of our family, who are part of our church family and church community, they are no less saints than all those people that have those special days named after them. Because in the eyes of God, each one of them is also a saint. They may not have a day to commemorate them, but they are saints by virtue of their baptismal identity that they had and have in Christ. We began, that's that's the history lesson, done. We began our time of worship today with a roll call of those who have died in this past 12 months in our faith family. And as we did that, we returned to their names, we returned to see their faces, and we remember our memories of them Now, as the pastor of the church, I I have, I guess, part of my responsibility and part of my privilege is to continue to kind of keep that roster of all those people who have died. And so I've, I've had this ongoing list that has been added to throughout these last 12 months. And I actually took that list this week and I did some time to reflect on the lives of all of those people on that list. And for the most part, now I say for the most part because there were some of those people on our list that I didn't know all that well. But for the most part, I could recall something very specific about each and every one of them. And for some of them, it was a mannerism that I remembered or, a, or it was their smile. I mean, as you remember those people, you know, I, I, I can remember going and visiting Eleanor Dewey. Eleanor had to just had the greatest smile. You know, she had a wonderful smile. Maybe it was the sound of their voice. You know, I can distinctly remember the voices of, of many of those people on that list. You probably remember those voices too, don't you? Or I, I remember them sharing a faith struggle or a faith journey with me throughout their life. For some of them, it was a gesture. For some of them, it had something to do with a life struggle that they had endured or had been going through. For others, for me, as I remember them, it was that distinctive laugh. How many of you here remember Linda Nord's laugh? Linda Nord, she had a laugh that was so distinctive, it's you can't forget the laugh of Linda Nord. Or what about the wisdom that was shared by the saints? For those of you who had the privilege of knowing Dean Hendricks, Dean Hendricks was a wealth of wisdom and knowledge. And he shared that with you and me on a regular basis when we had him preach here at church. He always had some pretty fantastic uh, words of wisdom for us. For me, I think about all those people. And for me, it was the kingdom moments where the kingdom of God came near to me because of their presence in my life. And I hope that perhaps for you, as you think about that, that it was that the kingdom of God came near to you because of their presence in your life. And we can provide those names for you if you'd like to take some time to review some of those names. Think about the people who have passed away these past 12 months. As I think about the names, each of them had a shared identity, a shared experience that began and ended with a baptismal promise an identity and a name, and that name is Child of God. And their lives began with an everlasting covenant promise and that would be with them for their entire lives. And their earthly lives ended with that same promise. And we rejoice today in the eternal life that they have inherited. In our rite of holy baptism... It begins with these words, In holy baptism, our gracious Heavenly Father liberates us from sin and death by joining us to the death and resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ. Do you know what that really means? That means that you and I will never die. Even though our earthly vessel will go and fade away and no longer exist, we will never die because Jesus allows us to share in his same death and resurrection that he has. It's in the waters of baptism that we are reborn children of God, inheritors of eternal life. And by water and the Holy Spirit, we are made members of the church, which is the body of Christ. And we live with him and with his people. We grow in faith, love, and obedience to the will of God. I don't know how many of you know this, but this morning we had a baptism. We had not one baptism, but we had three baptisms at our eight o'clock service. And it seems quite appropriate and fitting that on this All Saints Sunday that we should celebrate the rite of holy baptism with these three young girls that were, that were baptized today, who took on a new identity as baptized children of God. And it seems only fitting that on this day we remember and celebrate the ordinary saints in our lives, all of those people that we named at the beginning of our service, who have now entered into eternal fellowship with God, that we also celebrate with the beginnings of these three new baptismal covenant relationships that also happened on this very day. And it was made only possible because of the grace and the love that they received from Christ our Lord, who graciously received them today and named them children of God. Shea, Jordan, and Isabel, children of God. You know, as I've said many times before, You and I live in this tension of this paradox that we are simultaneously saint and sinner in the eyes of Christ, but we also know and we put our complete trust in the promise that God who is faithful and just, this is scripturally, this comes right out of the Bible, God who is faithful and just will forgive our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And God does that time and time and time and time again. And we are saved by grace through faith. And this is the way of justification in the eyes of God. That every single day of our life is a new ending and a new beginning. How many times have I told you that you wake up in the morning, you walk into that bathroom and you look at yourself in the mirror and you say, I am a baptized child of God. I've been sealed with the Holy Spirit and marked with the cross of Christ forever. And what you are doing at that very moment in time is you are saying, goodbye to the old Adam. Bring in the new Adam. That's who I am today. And in the eyes of Jesus, because Jesus has sealed me with the Holy Spirit and marked me with the cross of Christ forever, that means that Jesus calls me and claims me today as a saint. And I have another day to be a saint. Don't worry about it, folks. You're a saint for a day, but Jesus has got you. Jesus has got you. Because the reality is, even if your life comes to an end today, you're not going to die. Your physical body may leave this earth, but you're going to go on. You're going to live with Jesus. You, you, you literally are going to be with Jesus. That's the promise that he has given to us. On this All Saints Day, we are once again reminded because we need to be reminded, as Martin Luther said, that we are justified by grace as a gift through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. And the reason why we have to be reminded of that because we keep on forgetting and that's why you have to keep going up, getting up every single morning and looking at yourself in the mirror and reminding yourself that I am justified, that I am in the eyes of God. Jesus loves me today. He has sealed me, and that he's justified me. It's only because of what Jesus has done for me. It has nothing to do with what I have done, but it has everything to do with what Jesus has done for me already. And that means that Jesus has sanctified you. He has made you holy. He has made you... He has justified you, and that has made you just through the redemptive sacrifice of Christ on the cross. And through the lens of Christ, you are a saint. And we remember with reverence and gratitude today, our brothers and our sisters in the faith, that we were privileged to sojourn with on this earth and the gift that they were to us. And they are now a part of that great cloud of witnesses. If you want to go back and read this passage from Revelation today, that was assigned for today they are part of that great cloud of witnesses now who are robed and washed washed in robes of white because of the blood of the lamb And it's also a day to remind ourselves that we are living saints that we are being invited each and every day to live according to the kingdom values outlined by this passage from the sermon on the mount today where jesus reminds us that we as we journey that we are blessed that we are blessed With meekness, with gentleness, with mercy, we are blessed with peace. We are blessed to live for that which is right and just. And you and I are called and sent to be ordinary saints in the world. So let us walk humbly with Jesus. And may our lives reflect just a glimpse of the kingdom of God that as I think about all those saints that I just named just a few moments ago, that I got a glimpse of the kingdom of God came near to me because of them. And you have that same opportunity to be a glimpse of the kingdom of God to someone in your life as well. Go forth and be a saint. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you always. I invite you to join me as we pray the prayer our Lord has taught us to pray. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Now go forth in this place refreshed and empowered to do the ministry to which God calls you. Travel lightly if you carry within you all that you need. And notice God's presence in simple, everyday experiences. And whenever opportunity arises, labor for the good of all. And may the joy and the the blessing of God, our creator, healer, and life giver, go with you today and always. Amen. Go in peace and tell what God has done. And thanks thanks be to God. God.